So if you're enjoying the show, it would mean a ton to us if you would support us over on Patreon. Mm. It's only $5. It's only $5. You can cancel anytime, and it really would help us a lot to keep going. Thank you. Thank you. How are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah? By the way, our Sandra Bullock video where we do this, the uh, dog's breeding. Oh, yeah. For some reason, that is our uh, most viewed video. Um, It's Sandra. It's Sandra. It's not even that good of a video. (laughs) Right. It's like, you know, like you said, your baby's going to. She's going to take us to the top. Take us to the top. Yep. You know, so. Can't wait to marry you. (laughs) Me or. Sandra. Oh, I'm glad you said Sandra. Sandra. Because then things would have got kind of weird, but. Um, mm. Only a little bit. For those listening, I am drinking my birthday scotch from the wife. And you're in your birthday suit. Completely in my birthday suit. And for those watching on YouTube, you know that's a lie. Yeah. Uh, I am fully clothed. You know what? I found out what birthday suit meant the other day, actually. And what What do you mean? What context? Like, what it actually means. Oh, you didn't know what it meant? I didn't know what it meant. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. And then when I found out, I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. What did you kind of, what did you think it was? I just didn't like know, I didn't know what it up? was. Oh, okay. I didn't know what it was. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was just something something clad or something scandalous. But no, uh, it is the uh it is the outfit you were wearing when you were born. Yep. Um Yeah. I guess naked doesn't cover it because right. you're also covered in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um Yeah, you're pretty disgusting. Yeah. When you come out of there. Yeah. So you never really can replicate your birthday suit. Right. Anyway, yep. I'm drinking this scotch that my wife got me. It's uh, Oban Little Bay. Have you ever had it before? No. Let's see if I can show the camera. That, uh, Barack Oban? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is Barack Oban <laughs> scotch. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Um, but anyway... I think Oban is a city in uh, Scotland. Right. It is, yeah. And it's Gaelic. It's Gaelic. Yeah. For Little Bay. Oh, okay. Right? So it's called Oban Little Bay. If the whiskey is without the E, or does it have the E in it? No, it's without the E. So it's Scotch. Yeah, typically means it's Scotch. Got it. I think a lot of people I'm from Scotland. There's a lot of rules that a lot of people don't pay attention to, but I think that is the rule. Yeah, it's like without an e is is Scotch, but also has to be from Scotland. True. Where bourbon, they change the rules. I mean, you can have Georgia bourbon now, and oh yeah, and uh, but it does have to be made in America. Mm. It does have to be like does have to be new barrels. Yeah. Oh okay. Um. And there's a certain proof it has to be. And I think it has to be made from corn. 
So it has like oh, a checklist gotcha. of like four or five things it has to be. Yeah. But it does not have to be from Kentucky anymore. I they got rid of that. Had some the other day at uh my friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And it was from Jackson County. Really? Called Fiddler. I I have that downstairs. So good. I have it downstairs. The white bottle or the blue bottle? Blue bottle. I had the white. Okay. The blue bottle tastes like bacon. Mm. And I asked myself, why does this taste like bacon? And I think the consensus is it has maple flavor. Mm. And so I'm attaching maple to bacon, but I'm like, right. Hey, man. Yeah. Bourbon that tastes like bacon all day. Oh, wow. Man. I may have found a new drink. <laughs> yeah, all day long, dude. <laughs> For sure. You know, that, that is a really good but one. But I had the white one, and the white one was so good. It, remind, it reminded me of uh, Booker's. Yeah. Just the, uh, the texture well, of I it. I haven't had the white one. And the warmth. Okay. $70 for that bottle, too. So I'll give that a try. Yeah. I'll give that a try. It's really good. So I have to start this podcast uh, with something very random. Okay. But it's not random to people who have experienced it and want to literally lose their mind in anger. I'm going to ask you a question that I know the answer. Okay. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Have you ever been driving late at night mm-hmm. and thought, I would really like some ice cream? Mm-hmm. And you say, well, there are the arches. I might as well go get the 24-hour some arches. Oreo. Ice cream. 24 hours. Or some M&M ice cream. Or whatever. A McFlurry. A McFlurry. And you drive in there. Your yeah. heart's racing because you're you're about to get ice cream. Yeah. And can you guess where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. What, what happens most of the time? Uh, sorry, sir. Our ice cream machine is down. Yes. Or... Is broken. Yeah. Our, ice always. Cr- our ice cream machine don't work. Yeah. It's broken. And it's fixed by the next We're morning. cleaning it. Blah, 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 blah. Right. All right. So, <clears throat> there is literally... Uh, <coughs> by the, Oh, yeah, you have your phone. I was going to have you I look... Do. I was going to have you look something up. Uh, go, go to Chrome and just look up a site called McBroken. You might have to, you might have to Google it, but broken dot com. Yeah, and it should be a graph. <laughs> so did you pull McBroken up? Yeah. Okay. So oh, it's a map. Yeah. So this guy literally <laughs> spent hours and hours and hours, and he developed code that is a live update of every broken. Ice cream machine. No way. And at any given time, it's like... Of course they're around my house. It's like 15% of the entire world. Yeah. Does it tell you the percentage? Oh. There should be like a total, like how many are closed right now. Oh. Or how many are broken. Let me see here. Oh, yeah. Currently broken are 10%. Yeah. 10% of the world. Yeah. Well, when this guy currently broken, 20, almost 25% broken in New York. 
Yeah. <laughs> a so, quarter of the McDonald's in New York, their ice cream machine doesn't. I'm work. sure most uh, most of your wow uh, or a good portion of your life, you've went to a McDonald's and it's been broken. Oh sure, right? Yeah. Well, one time I went, and they didn't know it was broken. So I order McFlurry, you know, and I and I go up there and order it. I'm just like I'm just waiting for them to say, "Sorry, our machine is down." Yeah. But I ordered McFlurry, and she was like, "Okay, whatever price." She said, "Drive around." I was like, "It works." And so I drove around, and so they go to <laughs> they're gonna make it, and then mug goes. <laughs> the whole room, like the like even like the the glass on the uh, <laughs> drive through window even gets wet. It just sprays. So for the podcast everywhere. listeners, yeah, it it sprayed like all over her. Yeah, yeah, oh sprayed all over her and the room, and she was just like, and there's just dripping off her face. She's oh just my like, gosh, our ice cream machine is down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm going to try, and I haven't told you this yet. I wanted to try and do it okay. on, on the episode. I'm going to try and break down this documentary, and then later oh, I want yeah. us to watch it together. Because okay. it's a YouTube documentary, but it is oh. so well done. It's about 30 minutes long. Yeah. Maybe like 29 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try. I've only watched it once. So I'm going to try and break down this dude. And okay. He went all out journalism style Apparently. on this thing. All right. So what he found out was what, okay, a lot of journal journalistic websites, they came to the conclusion that the reason that so many McDonald's ice cream machines are broken is because it takes four hours to clean the machine. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so most of the time when it's broken, it's overnight and blah, 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 blah. Uh So everyone just kind of accepted that. Okay. Well, right. This device takes four hours to clean. When they say it's broken, what they're actually saying is it's cleaning and it takes four hours. So, yeah. Well, this guy was like, nah, nah, (laughs) I'm not accepting that. Right. That that can't be it. Yeah. Because then he goes to Wendy's and he's like, hey, who makes sure? Who's the manufacturer of your ice cream machine? And they're like, Taylor. I'm like, okay, well, Taylor is the same ice cream machine company as McDonald's. And he goes, how many times does your ice cream machine break? And she goes, never. He goes, oh, well, how, how often do you clean it? She's like, every day. He's like, it never breaks? And she's like, no, that's a McDonald's problem. <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, this is, this is kind of interesting, <laughs> right? Right. And so he does all this research. He, like, buys the manuals for this Taylor ice cream machine. Yeah. Well, then he finds out, right, that um, there, when you sign a franchise, franchise agreement, like when you're the owner, yeah, it tells you exactly what equipment you must have. And you had to buy this Taylor uh, 602 ice cream machine. Right. Every McDonald's has to have it. <coughs> yeah. Well, what they found out was that when they clean these things, 
they break a lot of the times because you've either filled it too full uh, or blah, blah. Yeah. But it, like they would break all the time. Wow. And if you read the manual, it's something like, it's something like 85 different times. It says, if you've reached this point, call the service technician. And so what, what it ended up happening is these uh, owners, they're like, well, do I just deal with a screaming customer? Yeah. Or do I call the technician? Right. Well, people started calling the technician. Well, here's the, here's the crazy part. He looked up this Taylor company. Mm. 25% of their revenue is service technician work for their equipment. So they won't, Sheesh. they actually need it to break really that often. And they need you to call the service technician. So then this guy invents an app that you literally just put on the side of the machine. Yeah. And it speaks to you in human English that's, that says like, uh, Hey, uh, you filled this too full next time. You know, fill it up less and it won't break. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. It teaches you how to fix it without calling the service technician. <clears throat> okay. Well, then McDonald's sent out this thing saying that this company was dangerous and that they're inventing their own program to do this. So then they came out and they invented their own program, and it's worse than before. <laughs> and so it's just this old, it's not even a conspiracy. It's these old businesses like locked in, yeah. trying to make money. McDonald's right. is helping them out. Yeah. Because 25% of their revenue is fixing the McFlurry machine. Wow. 25%. That's crazy. So the McDonald's employees, they're not to blame. Hmm. It actually is breaking, and they have no incentive at all to yeah. make it better. Wow. Isn't that wild, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Man. It makes you think, you know, it's like then I can't get mad at them anymore. No, you can't get mad at them, but you can get mad at Taylor. Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this company called Taylor, like they huh. they're the ones to blame. Wow. They make these uh they make these ice cream machines that purposely break and Gosh. purposely lead you to call the technician. Because for the first hour, you have to pay the technician $145, which that's not outrageous. Right. For every 15 minutes, you ready for this? Mm -hmm. For every 15 minutes after that first hour, you have to pay them $350. So the first Jeez. hour is $145, but then after that, every 15 minutes is $350. <laughs> so they are... And here's the thing. Well, here's why sense. McDonald's doesn't care. McDonald's doesn't care because it doesn't come out of their pocket. It comes out of the franchisee. Yeah. Like the, the person who's doing the franchise, they have to pay for this service technician. It's really messed up. Wow. I'm trying to make sense of it all. But apparently it makes sense to them because they're making a whole lot of money. Yeah. Because it makes a whole lot of sense. And so this dude literally <laughs> invented, a, not the guy that did the documentary, but this guy literally created a site called McBroken. And it tracks and it shows <laughs> that at any given time, there's anywhere from like 10 to 20% of all 
ice cream machines in the world of well, yeah. all McDonald's ice creams, they're they're always down ten to twenty percent of the time. What on earth? I mean, it makes sense because every time I go there, it's usually after a gig. Yeah, you know, so I get home late. Yeah, and you know, and sometimes it's you know, flurry machines down. Sometimes they're only accepting cash, and sometimes I don't have cash, and other times. Their restaurant is just down. Yeah. Because I pulled up the other day and I was like, it was, I think it was like before one o'clock. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, McDonald's will be open. It's fine. Nope. The mug's like, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're not open right now. I was like, 24 hours, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I pulled away. <laughs> and the girl left her mic on. She goes, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had their 24-hour breakfast? It's awful. Oh, dude, yeah. I think what they're saying is we have left this biscuit out on the counter for 24 hours. That's their 24-hour yeah. breakfast. Yeah. The standards the standards have dropped for breakfast. Yeah. And they probably dropped on the floor. Too. Yeah. So, well, I yeah, can tell worse. that you're like me last episode. You got your little sniffly, your little clogged up like that. A little bit. Tell the people what's going on. Well, man. Yeah, oh, Pollen Jackson finally caught up Pollen with me. Pollen Jackson got you. Finally caught up with me. But I knew it was going to happen because it happens to me every year. Yeah. Except for last year when we were all indoors and yeah. bored out of our minds. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I knew it was going to happen some sooner or later. Well, but I do feel better than I did yesterday. Well, that's good. So. I got you a get well soon card. Sweet. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> well, it'll be at your house. Soon. Look, I just wrote it. Nice. It's also got a lot of other things on it, but the most most important part is the top. Get well soon. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean. Borrow your pen so I can write it. Thank you. Note. <laughs> what are you gonna write? All right. Thank you. Don't, don't write the f word. Thank you. Thank you. JT. Double Wow. Double exclamation marks. Wow. You saw it. Thank you, man. You see it. It means a lot. It means a lot to me. Good twerking with you. Um, so I got an idea. Let's huh. do let's do a shortened uh rushmore. What is your favorite ice cream? We may not be able to get to four, but I'm kind of curious, Ooh. like what what kind of ice cream? And then we can go all across the table here. What would you say? Okay. All across the table. That's not a saying. All, all across the board. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tables are most of the time made out of boards. Well, you, you lay all your cards on the table. I see. So just lay them all out. Lay all the cards on the table. Yeah. Now we can be friends again. There we go. All right. Dark holiday. Uh, so is this my number one? Is this what I'm doing? Um, I'm not even sure we could get to four, but definitely your number one. Uh, if I said, Hey, let's go get ice cream and you have any choice. Right. Period. Yeah. Like in the whole world. Yeah. What would you do? Man, I gotta, I gotta go to Jenny's. Yeah. I think Jenny's is my number one. Yeah. 
in Alpharetta. I also close. need to WD forty this chair. Uh huh. Says I've got some. I did too. Not with me, but problem is I don't know where on the chair to put it. I've tried it before. But, so. <laughs> yeah, that's the tricky part. Anyway, yeah, I would do Jenny's. Yeah, what flavor would you do from Jenny's? I'm gonna go with uh, brown butter almond brittle. Mm, that's a dang good one. I would probably do that. Um, my number two, I think, would be um, gelato. From oh. the streets of Italy. Mm. Because it's so cheap. And Looks it good. is. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. I've only had the local gelato. Which is good. Yeah. But obviously not the same. Right. Um, I think I'd have to do Jenny's first, though. It is way better than anything I've ever had. Ice yeah. Ice. Oh, dude. It's um, another level. And the gelato in Italy. All right. And then I might have to go Oreo... Blizzard. Oh. Dairy Queen. Okay. Dairy Queen treats me right, dude. I'm going to go brownie batter blizzard. Now, my wife loves... My wife loves Brewster's. Brewster's is good. I think it's because she kind of grew up. Like, her mom would take her there and all that kind of mm. stuff. So, I mean, I get that, but... Brewster's is good uh, on a hot day because it's all, mm. all walk up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good call. Except for the one in Tequila has a drive-thru. But it's weird because really? the drive-thru, if anyone's listening has ever been, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. You go to turn left to go around the building, and you fall off the platform. <laughs> like, whoever designed it just botched this idea. So there's you're like really? kind of like a platform yeah. of concrete, and you go to go around the building. <laughs> yeah. And it's impossible to stay on it. So your car goes off the concrete, and you're kind of just like leaned up a little bit. You're like, yo, <laughs> did I do something wrong? Oh, no. And then you kind of get right back up it when you straighten out, and it scares you. But then yeah, you get ice cream, sure. and you're fine. Oh, here come the Brewster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Sorry, it's Brewster from Allison Chains. Oh, okay. Um, I just said Brewster. Um, what other ice cream am I thinking of? Well, if we're talking about stuff at home, I love like drumsticks, like the like yeah the waffle cone with the chocolate on top and the peanuts. Mm-hmm. Ooh, buddy, yeah, those are super good. Also, like ice cream sandwiches. But see, now I'm just listing every ice cream I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Rushmore in it. The uh, the uh. Strawberry on a it's on a popsicle stick. It's got strawberry filling inside the ice cream. Mm. So what is it? Crunch? Strawberry crunch. That's what it oh, is. Okay. I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah. That was big in my in, in school. I was like, oh one of my favorite so good. This isn't ice cream, but one of my favorite, you know, anything in the freezer was the popsicles that you buy from Walmart. Okay. And so oh. They're just in little strips of plastic and all the rainbows. Those you are one of the juice at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. It's good stuff. Unlimited. Yeah. I could sit down and eat 40 of them popsicles. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, they're good. But they're also, for some reason, not really filling. I no. mean, I seriously, as a kid, I'd eat like There's not a lot 10 there. in a row. Yeah. 
and have a massive headache. We're probably talking about maybe maybe two ounces of frozen yeah. juice. Yeah. Maybe. So That's a good point. It's not a whole lot. Yeah. So that was a very shortened version of Rushmore. Um, but yeah, we can, I don't think I even got to four. Speaking of Rushmore, we can extend the history a little bit. Thought it'd be kind of fun to do uh, This Day in History. Uh, start mm-hmm. doing that where I find something uh, yeah. on this day. Yeah. You find something on this day. Right. And then we talk about it. Sure. So that's what we did. We did that before the show. So we didn't spend time. <laughs> like on this day, April 20th. There you go. So we don't spend a good intro. five minutes just looking at our phone. Right. Googling it. Um, but we both love history. We do. I thought this would kind of be fun to do. Um, and I memorized it. I'm sure we're going to come across Wednesdays where nothing has ever happened. In that case, maybe, yeah. maybe we pick a Tuesday. Or a Thursday. Maybe. But today, we're talking about today. Yeah. Which is, you said, April 28th. I'm pretty sure people outweigh the days, so I'm pretty sure something has happened on each day. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of dead people. That's true. For sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, why don't you go first? Okay. What happened on April 28th? What year? 1945. 1945. Italian dictator Mussolini mm. uh, was uh, part of the Axis World War II. Yes. Uh, was executed mm. because he tried to flee the country. Mm. He and his mistress, uh, Clara. Mm hmm. Patachi, or I don't know how you pronounce it, but I think I'm close anyway. That happened today. That happened today in 1945. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mussolini, not a good dude. No. You know what happened on April, I believe, 12th, 1945? Huh. That's the day that FDR died. Oh, wow. Now, I always found it kind of, I don't know, I always kind of found, found it kind of sad. That he never got to see what what happened. The end of the war. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, yeah. man, right after you died, it all got figured out. Right. You know, like Hitler took care of himself, Mussolini. Yeah. This happened. Well, when did Hitler kill himself? Um, that's a good question. So, the, so uh, I was think the May. The war in? I think it was in May. So was it before or no? Well, when did the war end? The war ended in 1945. Right. I, I want to say it was May 12th or something like that. Okay. Um, so this is right before. Well, so there. Well, you can't. We can't just say the war ended. So there was victory in Europe Day. Well, yeah. And that I think was in Mayish. Yeah. And then there was victory in Japan, and that was in September. Yeah, that was later. Yeah. And that was obviously when Hiroshima and all that stuff happened. But yeah. I want to say maybe it was in May. Uh, okay. But so I think he died and then all this stuff happened. FDR died uh, and like yeah. never saw any of any of that stuff happen. I'm looking up Hitler dying. That's crazy because 
well, including FDR, all like the powers that be, like a lot of people in charge mm-hmm. died around the same time, which Dude. is crazy. All right, here you go. Today, today's April 28th. Yeah. Friday, this day in history, that's when Hitler died, April 30th. Oh, wow. So it's like, think about this, man. FDR died April 12th. Yeah. Mussolini dies April 28th. Mm-hmm. Hitler dies April 30th. And then, Crazy. you know, we had victory in Europe. And then there was <clears throat> then there was victory in Japan later. Yeah. And he never saw any of that. Wow. It's crazy. Just hold on for a couple more weeks. I tell you another thing, too. Um, seen it all. I think he kind of knew that they had won, though. Like, I, I think by that yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. He, he assumed things were going to go okay. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think he thought the whole thing was going to end that soon because they had been in it for, well, the U.S. had been in it for, what, four years? 41. The war started in 39, but we started 41. Yeah. Um, yeah, almost four years. It's crazy. Something I think is kind of cool, when they used to strategize, they being Churchill and FDR and yeah. Stalin, they all smoked different forms of tobacco. Oh, uh, okay. Right? Uh, you had, that was like, that's like the most non-Southern way to say tobacco. I was like, <laughs> they all smoke different kinds of tobacco. It was so proper. <laughs> we'll say backer. Backer. Um, yeah. So FDR smoked pipe. Right. Uh, Churchill, go figure, smoked a cigar. Right. And Stalin smoked cigarettes. So on their mm. strategy map, yeah. they, instead of pens, they had these pens that were, one was a cigar one was a cigarette and one was a pipe. And yeah. that's how they would strategize their location. And you would know if you saw a cigar on the map, you know that's America. Yeah. I mean, uh, you would know that's uh, England. Right. And if you saw a pipe, you knew you would know that's America. And if you saw a cigarette, you would know that's Russia. Uh, Isn't that okay. cool? Wow. All right. Yep. Pretty cool. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so that happened today, huh? Yeah. And I don't know, like, too much about Mussolini or the Italian. It's, you know, it's always, when you're in school, it's always drawn towards Hitler and the yeah. Third Reich. Yeah. So, but yeah, never learned about Mussolini. You did, but, like, you knew his name, but that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, so, you can't compare you it to dictator. the level of evil that Hitler was. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um. Another funny story that I just remembered was uh, Churchill loved his his baths, like taking a bath. Yeah. And he was in the White House, and he was you know visiting and and strategizing. And uh, FDR rolled into his room unannounced, and yeah. he uh, <laughs> he uh, basically rolled in on Churchill getting out of the bathtub. Oh. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll get out of here. And he goes, no, you don't have to leave. He's like, the prime minister of Great Britain has nothing to hide from the president of the United States. (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. There's there's some people who say that's a myth 
that story's a myth. Right. And then there's some people who say, no, it is true. Uh, so I don't know if it's true, but Churchill was crazy. It's a good story either way. Churchill was crazy with stuff like that. Sure. Um, well, mine. Oh, yeah. What's yours? Uh, Happened on this day. April 28th, 1930. Okay. So a little bit before you. Was the first organized night baseball game. So for those who maybe haven't thought about this, baseball has was always a daytime thing. A day game. I mean, the Cubs, I, I want to say the Cubs didn't play their first night game until like 1986. Mm-hmm. 80s. Yeah. They, they sure. refused to give up. And even now, <coughs> That's crazy. Most, of, most of the time, if you're playing at Wrigley Field, they want to play during Which the day. Which I loved as somebody going to school and getting out of school and you're like, oh, Here's baseball on already. Yeah. On the old WGN. Yeah. And uh, Chicago Cubs were playing. So yeah. So it's like, that's that's how I knew most Cubs anyway. So they even to this day prefer day games. But yeah. baseball started as a day game. And so True. Not, uh, April 28th, 1930 was the first organized baseball game, but it wasn't MLB. MLB mm. didn't pick up on this until 1935. Um, okay, and that was like the Phillies and I forget who uh, the Reds and the Phillies. I think was it college? Uh, no, um, I, I think I still have it like pulled up here. Marley or something. First night game in the history of organized baseball took place in Independence, Kansas. Um, oh, is that wow. Field of Dreams? That's Last Chance You. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, Last Chance You. So that wow. yeah, there you go. No way. Uh, some Watch five years, together. some five years before the first MLB night game, <laughs> uh, fundamentally changing the future of the game. Even saved a lot of you know minor league stuff. It is wild to think about no night games because I grew up where most games were at night. Yeah, because it's easier to attend. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, there ain't much more to say. About that, it's just yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, you know that's awesome. I did see a couple of uh, birthdays today. Okay, Miss Penelope Cruz. Okay, Jessica Alba. Okay, who is not struggling. Um, Mr. Saddam Hussein. Mm. He was born to this day in 1937. I will. Would prefer to talk to Jessica Alba, <laughs> yeah, than Saddam for sure. Hussein, for sure. But you know, we were talking dictators and stuff, so yeah. Um, I remember the first Desert Storm war, like pretty vividly, because yeah. I was I was a teenager. Then. Well, I was close to a teenager. Was I? Yeah, I was thirteen when it happened. Yeah. And uh and that was the year that they were they were at war and that's when Wendy Houston sang her oh my gosh. Star Spangled Banner. It's the best one ever. So it's like so you see people reacting the way they did in the stands, just crying and stuff, because it was it was real. It was mm-hmm. so real. Yeah. And um so everybody's, you know, uh kinda latched on to that, which which was amazing. Um, but I remember having an uncle, well, he's, he was married into the family 
Um, he uh, <laughs> turned out to be kind of a, <laughs> kind of a prick. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, we were concerned about him because he was in the Air Force, and uh, so he was, and he was out of McDill Air Force Base, which is where uh, Storm and Norman was from. Okay. And uh, so we thought we were just because he was, you know, the big general from the war. So we thought automatically he was going to get sent in, and yeah. he was, and he called and rest assured, he was like, "I'm at the bottom of the barrel. Don't worry about me. I'm not going in." It's like I've got an office job, and you know, it's like I'm, you know, kind of retired from that. Yeah, from on-field duty because he was a little older, and uh, so he was just like, he's like, "Don't worry about me." So. So we yeah we were concerned about him yeah, but, but he never went in so it was like it was a big deal mm. you know because like having a family member and being that the first war that I know of yeah in my lifetime um, that something could happen to a family member mm-hmm. um, but uh, but yeah no uh, no fatalities in the family so which That's was great. cool yeah so, well. That time period reminded me of something that happened uh, yesterday, mm. which was uh, Al Schmidt died. That's uh, right. And a lot of people probably don't know who he is. Um, but this guy, dude, like, I'm going to pull up his credits while I'm talking, but yeah. he is a uh, record. He's He records albums. Okay. He's an engineer, yep. producer, mixer. Um, and I'm going to tell this really cool, uh, Sinatra story. Um, cause I think that's really cool. But first I wanted to get his, uh, credits because it'll blow your mind. Oh yeah. Um, so I know some of them. All right. Let's go to the beginning again. This is Al Schmidt. He has recorded all these people. Um, it will take me forever if I went through all of them, but <laughs> I will go through quite a few of them. Right. Um, so he got his start. I think he was 91. Wow. Um, when he died yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, so <coughs> Henry Mancini. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where he got his start. Uh, Rosemary Clooney. Okay. Sam Cooke. Heard of these people? Uh, yeah. The Go Go's. Jefferson Airplane. Huh. Jefferson Airplane was like a, a repeat for him. Dave Mason, um, he did, uh, let's see here, I got to go scroll a little faster. Neil Young, mm. Linda Ronstadt, Jackson Brown. Nice. Uh, Barbara Streisand, Steely Dan. Yep. Asia. Asia. That's right. Um, he did, uh, let's see here. I think he did Asia. Yeah, he did. He was an engineer. Okay. Um, and then you've got Boss Skaggs. You have oh, wow. Bill Evans. You have Toto. Okay. Come on. Have you heard enough yet? George Benson. Right. Um, Miles Davis. Uh, who else is on here that may need mentioning? Tower of Power. Nice. Um, but this leads me to my story. Yeah. Dude has literally worked with everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Done a lot of Schmidt. And there's probably, yeah, <laughs> there's probably a lot of people that aren't listed. 
Like he's probably been in the room true with something, but he didn't get the credit. Yeah, yeah. Right. But he was sharing this story and he was like, Hey, you know, I was in the early nineties, mm-hmm. you know, this is what made me think of the timing with the Whitney Houston thing. Right. He's like, I was in the early nineties. I I've had a full career. And he said, I felt very accomplished, but my only regret in life is not recording Frank Sinatra. He said, of all the people I had been around, I never got to touch the work of Frank Sinatra. He said, one day this guy called me, and he was a friend of mine, and he said, hey, I got an artist that I want you to record. Do you have a slot open in three weeks? I want to do it at Capitol Records. And he was like, "Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. And uh, he said, well, what's your price? He said, I told him my price. He wasn't happy with my price. He's like, sorry, dude. This is what I make. You yeah, know? right. And the guy's like, that's fine. We'll do it at that price. And uh, he's like, all right, dude, I'll talk to you later. And and Al was like, hey, hey, uh, before you get off the phone, who is the artist? Like, who am I going to be recording? He goes, oh, Frank Sinatra. He goes, he said, my heart dropped. Right. He's like, it was my dream to record Sinatra. Sheesh. And he's like. Frank Sinatra? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, if you would have told me that, my price would have been free. You're right. You know? And um, <laughs> so he's like, I freaked out is all I could think about. Yeah. He said, and then uh, Frank Sinatra got to the studio, and he walks over to me, and he's like, hey, kid, where do you want to put me? And uh, Al said, well, we typically put the, you know, the singers in the vocal booth. He goes, yeah, I don't belong in a vocal booth. I'm not going in there. And uh, he said, well, where do you want to be, Frank? Because he's like, it's Frank Sinatra. Yeah. He's like, uh, I like being in front of the band. Put me in front of the, put me in front of the brass. <coughs> and uh, so they put him in front of the horn section. They got him a wireless mic. And he sang the whole album, the duets album, in one take. Oh, my gosh. Now, he said... The only reason we didn't, some of them aren't one takes, is because he just was like, eh, I might could do it better. But he was like, for what we wanted. So it was on his dime. It was on his dime. Yeah. He's, they were like, for what we wanted. He sang it perfectly. Every single song. That's how good this guy was. Jeez. That's crazy, man. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a good album, too, because I have that on vinyl. You that love was, that album. Oh. Yeah, you've told me a lot about that album. So good. And he almost... Didn't get to record Sinatra. And That's right crazy. at the end of Sinatra's career. Yeah. It's like. Because he what? He died like seven years later? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that? Something like that. Yeah. Crazy. Man. And he wasn't really singing, you know, like after that much, right? Right. After duets. Mm. But it's wild, dude. But this guy's done everything, and all he wanted to do was record Sinatra. I love that story. Yeah, it's like, man, crazy. don't put me in a vocal booth. <laughs> right. Um, he he told some more Sinatra stories, too, like how he was a legitimate, like very talented musician. Sure. Like he turned around and be like, uh, let's go to F sharp instead. Mm. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And the band would be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, well, back in the day, man, you had, to, you had to know your theory. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but... He uh he passed, but he lives he lived a he lived a heck of a life. Both of them did. Absolutely. Um, that Frank Sinatra book that I think we've read 
Did we figure out it's the same book or are they different books? Um, the the one was Frank, and then the other one was Sinatra. Yeah, that well, that's what I yeah, that's yeah, the one I've read. The one the one I've read is Frank. I got gotcha. you. Same. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm okay. currently reading Sinatra. Gotcha. Because it's 800 pages. Right. <laughs> but I have read the first one that you read. Yeah. It's, called, it's actually called Frank the Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second one's called Sinatra the Chairman. Oh, uh, okay. And here's what bummed me out. Mm. I did not know that when I started reading this book. Oh. I read the book, Frank the Voice. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, holy crap. This is so good. Yeah. But then the book ends right before all the like amazing stuff happened with him. Like uh, like when he started being the chairman. Oh yeah. And just being the dude that we yeah, all know, yeah. like the coolest, you know, dude on the planet. <clears throat> and I'm like, mm-hmm. hold on. That was cool, but are you kidding? <laughs> right. You chose to stop here. Yeah. And I just accepted it. I was like, okay, I guess the guy just wanted to study his early life. <laughs> right. Well, I went record shopping, I'm not kidding, six months later. Uh, this is how much I accepted that it was just over with that yeah. book. <laughs> and I was record shopping, and I looked up, they had books. And I looked up on the thing, and it said, it was a Sinatra book. And I looked, and it said, Sinatra, the chairman. And then it said, by James Kaplan. And I'm like, isn't that the same guy who wrote the same? Did he write another Sinatra book? Oh, yeah. And then I went to Googling, and I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> right. this is the book about stuff I want to read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not that I didn't want to read the other stuff, because that yeah. was like, that was an amazing book. <clears throat> yeah. But then I'm like, okay, you got to buy the package set. So Right. I already read the 800 freaking pages of the first one. Yeah. So um, the other one's daunting. The audio book that I read was uh the life of okay frank gotcha um so that took it through his whole whole career um yeah. but it was like but i think he played at the more the, at the end of his life he played in front of more people because he just he was playing stadiums at the end of his life yeah so he played in front of more people than he did his entire career before that certain uh section of his life wow so and he's like and he recorded his first single in 1939, I think. Dang. So from the 30s until maybe the 80s or something. It was all like 80s and 90s where he just wiped the floor with the rest of his Gosh. career. And he was, you know, just a, the older guy, you know. And plus he was on appearing on Carson and, you know, all oh, that yeah. stuff. And, you know, so he was like, he was well known. Well, big time. yeah, and him and Don Rickles. Oh my god! The, Don Rickles is the quickest comedian I've ever seen oh my in my lifetime. Ridiculous! But yeah. well, dude, I always hate doing this, but we're at the end of the show. Yeah, we've got maybe like three more minutes. Okay. Um, so, as always, I enjoyed it, and I can tell, man. Yeah. I can tell mainly because you're in my headphones. That you're struggling with the pollen, and I, dude, pollen. All my sympathies to you. Dude, you yeah, because you had it last week. I know exactly you what know. you're doing, yeah. and you can't breathe. But you know what you did? You powered through. I did. You powered through. So, people listening, if you if he sounds a little weird, um, you need to express your sympathies because. 
I thought he made it. But he's out. I'm here. <laughs> no, it's true though. I actually do get it now. Oh, dude, it like, sucks. I, I'm like, it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Um, do you need any medicine? By the it's way, it's horrible. I did take. I took some uh, Robitussin before I left. Okay. It's because it's mostly just like a a cough right now. So I gotcha. But and I took some Airborne. Oh, you took Airborne. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I have some nose spray, Stuff but so I kind of feel weird about us sharing nose spray. Yeah, it's kind of like a toothbrush. It's a little weird. I don't do it. Um, I don't like it. I, don't like I it. could let you do it, but then I'm gonna throw it away. I don't like it. And that's <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I'll throw it away but, for you. But anyway, this man, this is a more in depth uh, episode. Yeah, uh, we're just talking. I agree. About? As we've talked about, this podcast is us. Being us. Right. So sometimes it's silly as crap. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's super witty funny. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's a little more interesting. Yeah. Like more history stuff. And yep. um, so today that's kind of the mood we're in. Sometimes so, science is getting away. Sometimes science is getting away. But we push Listen through in. so you can have some content yep. every daggum Tuesday. Which reminds me, if you're watching on YouTube, please do subscribe. It would help us a lot. And... If you uh, know about the old Patreon, yeah, your support would mean a ton to us so we can keep going. It would be great. $5? It's only 5 bucks. It's almost free. It's almost 5 bucks. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> It's almost free. It's almost 5 bucks. <laughs> well, which is it? it? I don't know what it is. Well, if you did the 10 bucks, that's almost 5 bucks. That you is just, that is almost You overshot it. Right. For which, you know, buy another 5 bucks. Yeah. Anyway, math. Yeah, math. It's what I do. It is what you do. Well, only addition. Any <laughs> last words before the uh, camera shut off? Any last words? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm only Jeremy at gunpoint. Um, He's really not. Just, no, I'm not. Just for those. It's finger gun. Yeah. Finger gun. Yeah. Does nothing. Yeah. Um, Quite the recoil, but. Any last words? No. Okay. I have some. No, wait. Be kind, rewind. Come on. And with Blockbuster, we're out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I went to throw it at the camera and do a cool effect, and I was like, I don't want to hit my camera. (laughs) Right. And so I just kind of like, wait, that's mine. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this cool brave shirt. Go Bravos. I bought this brave shirt for my dad for his birthday. And I was like, I love this shirt, so I'm going to buy it. See that 481-foot bomb last night by Acuna? Uh, That dude is the real deal. He is the real deal. He's got so much yellow on, too. Stop it right now. Stop it right now. All right. We really do have to stop. Yeah, we do. Sorry, we would keep talking, but our timer oh, went off. We're going to run it. That's all, folks. See that 481-foot bomb last night by Acuna? Uh, that dude is the real deal. He is the real deal.